Welcome back to Torah Limachanach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Mrs. Michal Horowitz. Today we will continue our study of Sefer Tehillim, Parak Lamed Vav. We are up to chapter 36. By way of introduction, the Steinzeltz Ketuvim tells us, this is a psalm that contrasts the wicked person who from lack of faith is drawn deeper and deeper into evil with the righteous person whose chief happiness is to cleave to God. The psalmist prays for the downfall of the wicked and the salvation of the righteous. The capital begins, Hashem For the chief musician by David, the servant of Hashem. Steinzel's Kuntuvim comments on this phrase, Hashem to a servant of God is David. The unique phrasing of this introductory verse, David is the servant of the Lord, is an expression of King David's love and fear of God. Although the psalm addresses issues that are relevant to people in general, its personal expressions of devotion are based on the psalmist's life experience. Indeed, the expression here of closeness to God and love for him in the psalm is striking. Rav Meilich Biederman, the great Mashbi in Eretz Yisrael, the great Rav Meilich Biederman, tells over a story. I'm on the first Pasuk here, to the conductor, to a servant of God is David, that there was a Hasidic Rebbe, and he told his Hasidim, one day they were reciting Halal in honor of Rosh Chodesh. And he said, Ana Hashem is the most important part of Halal. Please, Hashem. So he said, come back to me tomorrow and tell me which Ana Hashem is the most important part of Halal. So half the Chassidim said, Ana Hashem is the most important part of Halal. And half the Chassidim said, Ana Hashem is the most important part of Halal. Half the group said, please, God, save us is the most important part. And the other group said, please, God, make us successful is the most important part. So they come back in the morning to the Hasidic Rebbe, and they say, the Rebbe says, no, what's Ana Hashem is the most important part of Halal. So this group says, Ana Hashem This group says, Ana Hashem Moshiyana. Tell us, Rebbe, which is the most important part? He says, you're both wrong. Ana Hashem ki ani avadecha is the most important part of Halal. Please, God, I am your servant. And there's something that I think about often, uh, really, mamash often, when I say the Kriya Shema, accepting Kabbalah's Omech, who upon myself, a person is a servant of the Rebbe Olam. I am here to serve the Master. Whether I understand life, whether I don't understand life, whether we, we, you know, we can grasp why things happen, whether we can, cannot grasp why things happen. I am here to serve the Rebbe Olam. There is a Master plan. He is the Master. He is the King. He is the Creator and Sustainer. And I am a servant serving the Rebbe Olam. Hashem David. Nun Pasha Rasha Bekerev Libi. King David continues and he says, Sinfulness speaks to the wicked one. And sometimes this battle between sinfulness and righteousness, Bekerev Libi, occurs in my own heart. There is no fear of God before the eyes of the wicked person. For his eyes, following his own misguided opinion, he glides past him. Why the sinner thinks he can evade Hashem's attention to find or commit his iniquity and to hate others. Like as if we can glide past Hashem, so to speak, as if we can evade Hashem's attention, which of course we cannot. The words of his mouth, here we're talking about the sinner, are in iniquity and deceit. He has stopped contemplating even how to do good. Iniquity he thinks about upon his bed. He stands upon a path that is not good. 
He does not abhor wickedness. Steinzel's Ketuvim comments on this Pasuk. This is a description of a person going through an internal spiritual crisis or breakdown. Even if he has not completely lost his faith in God, such faith no longer serves to block his negative thoughts or behavior. Quote, he is on a road spiraling downward. Again, the Pasuk is, we read and translated it already, Avan Yachshov iniquity he thinks about upon his bed, he is standing on a path that is not good, Ra lo yimas, he does not abhor evil, and the Steinzitz Ketuvim says that this describes a person going through an internal spiritual crisis or breakdown, even though he has not completely lost faith in God, the faith that he does have no longer blocks his negative thoughts or behavior. Quote, he is on a road spiraling downwards. This reminds me of a very powerful piece by Rabbi Joseph B. Salvechik, the Rav, which was published in uh, Tradition, volume 17, number two, in the spring of 1978, Rabbi Joseph B. Salvechik, in an article entitled Catharsis. Man, as seen by Judaism, is potentially a good progressive being. However, man often finds himself in the grip of an overwhelming, irresistible force that pulls him downward. The ascent up to the mount of the Lord often turns into a rapid descent down the mount. Man moves towards the fulfillment of his destiny along a zigzag line. Progressive pro- progress frequently superseded by retrogression, closeness to God. By the dark night of separation, man only rises but falls as well, and rises again from this fall, only to fall once more. Rav is speaking about exactly what this Pasuk in our capital is describing. That man finds himself in the grip of that overwhelming, irresistible force. He's being pulled downwards, and yet he wants to ascend up to the mount of the Lord, Miyala Bahar Hashem, like we learned in Parach of Dalit. But that often he finds himself in a rapid descent down the mountain, and he is moving towards fulfillment of his destiny along a zigzag line. There's progress, and then retrogression. There's closeness to God in the dark night of separation. Says the Rav, man not only rises, but falls as well and rises again from this fall, only to fall once more. Moral erring, mistakes, moral mistakes, moral erring, like to err, and culpability are interwoven into our very existential fabric. Man was created as a human being, we're not malachim, and therefore moral erring, which is it, don't eat from the fruit, or she took from the fruit. Moral erring and culpability are interwoven into our very existential fabric. No man can claim he is perfect, which is what King David is describing. If you remember, just turning back my page, sorry, and my safer, and my ktuvim, okay? Pasuk Beis tells us, Nu'um pesha l'rasha b'kerev libi. Ein pachad alokim l'nagrenav. On the one hand, David Amalek is talking about his enemies, and on the other hand, he's speaking about himself. Sinfulness speaks to the wicked one, but there is an internal dialogue, known to me personally, because sometimes this takes place in my own heart. Says the Rav, no man can claim he is perfect, that his existential experience has been purged of all selfish, undignified, brutish motives. In a word, the Bible, Tanakh, is very confident of man, but is also very suspicious of him. Great is not the man who has never faltered, but rather greatness is the man who tripped, fell, and rose again to greater heights. If a man is not conscious of the contradiction inherent in the very core of his personality, he lives in a world of illusion and lives an unredeemed existence. Again, if a man is not conscious of the contradiction inherent in the very core of his personality, he lives in a world of illusion and, leaves an un- and leads an unredeemed existence. 
We have to be aware that human beings have this contradiction within ourselves. We're not prophesying that we will automatically fail, but the human condition is that we might and we may. And in order to be a repentant, we also have to be realistic about who we are. In order to be redeemed, we have to know what it means to be unredeemed. At this point, continues the Rav, the idea of Teshuvah emerges and conveys to man the message of catharsis. And what does this catharsis, cleansing, spiritual cleaning express itself? And the aptitude of man to take a critical look at himself and to admit failure. There must be the courage to confess, to plead guilty, the readiness to accept defeat. To recite vidui confession is the greatest of all virtues, the most heroic act. It is catharsis par excellence. Verse 5 of our capital. He plots wickedness in his bed as he goes to sleep, and when he rises, he sets himself on a path of no good. He does not abhor evil. This is a description of a person going through an internal spiritual crisis or breakdown. Even if he has not completely lost his faith in God, such faith no longer serves to block his negative thoughts or behavior. He is on a road spiraling downward. You have already quoted the powerful words of the Rav. And even if a person is on a path spiraling downward, it does not mean that he cannot rise again. It just means it is harder to do so, but it also means he is a human being. Verse 6, Pasuk Vav, Hashem Bashamayim Chastacha, the Lord, your kindness is in the heavens, Emunascha Ad Shechakim, your faithfulness reaches the skies. Sidkascha Kaharare El Mishpatacha Toho Meraba, Adamu Behema Toshi Hashem. Verse 7, your righteousness is steadfast, like mighty mountains, just like mountains are strong and reliable. The righteousness of God is strong and reliable. Your judgments are deep. Hashem, save. Man and animal. Mayakar chastacha. Sorry, there's someone at the doorbell, but 10 minutes in, I'm not stopping. I did anticipate there was going to be someone there. We have a normal home, Baruch Hashem, and people do ring the bell. I think my son's friend is here. He's just going to let her in. Please excuse the ding. Okay? The door chime. Mayakar chastacha lukim b'nei adam b'tzel konfecha yech sayun. I am in Pasuk ches. How precious is your kindness, Hashem. Men take refuge in the shadow of your garment. And now Pasuk Tes is very interesting. Pasuk Tes, actually, in terms of tefillah, if you look in the beautiful Zemmer of Friday night Zmiro that we sing on Leil Shabbat, Leil Shabbos, Friday night, the Su'uda, this Pasuk is included in the Zemmer called Kol Mekadesh Shavii. Anyone who sanctifies the seventh day, it's a beautiful zemer. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. We actually sing it at our house on Friday night. When I was preparing this ashir, I thought, oh my gosh, this pasuk is from Tehillim. Yirviyun midashen beisacha v'nacha adanacha sashkeim. Pasuk tes. They are satiated by the rich fare, by the fatness of your house. He's talking about the tzaddikim here. Yirviyun midashen beisacha. The tzaddikim are satiated from the fullness, the fatness of your house. V'nacha adanacha sashkeim. You give them to drink from the stream of your delight, the experience of being close to God, is comparable to having one's hunger satiated and his thirst quenched. This is from the Gzemer called Whoever sanctifies the Sabbath as befits it, whoever safeguards the Sabbath properly from desecration, his reward is exceedingly great in accordance with his deed. Every man in his own camp, the Isha Diglo, and every man in his banner. If you're not familiar with the Zemer, it's, it's lengthy. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But the second to last stanza ends with, 
May they be satiated from the abundance of your house. May you give them to drink from the streams of your delights. Look it up in your burkon, look it up in your bencher. You will see it there. Extremely beautiful zamer. I am quoting from the great Rabbi Lord, no, Rabbi Dr. Abram J. Tversky in the Sefer called the Shabbos Companion. Shabbos Eve, Customs, Prayers, Stories, and Zmiros. Says Rabbi Dr. Tversky, it is traditional to sing Shabbos songs at the Shabbos meal. Rabbi Moshe of Kobrin said, it would be easier for me to believe that the seven seas dried up than to believe that there is a Jew who does not sing at the Shabbos table. In my book, Generation to Generation, says Rabbi Dr. Tversky, I write that advertising slogans, diamonds are forever, is not quite accurate. A diamond may be lost, I will add, it may be stolen. If you want to give your children, however, a gift that will last forever, give them memories. Memories are forever. And what's more, they do not spoil, go stale, or go out of style. Some of my most cherished memories, says Rabbi Dr. Tversky, are the Shabbos Zmiros at our Shabbos table. As a child, I had a fairly pleasant voice. My brothers were much older than me. They were away at yeshiva. My father always had me sing Zmiros. I enjoyed singing them, but even more, I enjoyed seeing how much my father enjoyed my singing. We regularly had guests at our Shabbos table. Many of them were traveling Rabbanim, and they sang Nigunim, which were new to me. And I built up a repertoire of Nigunim, of, of tunes. Decades later, when I hear Zmiros, it carries me back to my childhood. And I relive those wonderful moments. This is an additional meaning of Zachar as Yom HaShabbos. Remember the Sabbath day. I can remember Shabbos, says Rabbi Dr. Tversky, of 70 years ago. Children today spend hours watching television. Will they be able to enjoy the memories of those programs 70 years later, even seven days later? My mother's father, the Rebbe of Baba, of the Ketushas Tzion, was a musician par excellence. My mother was present when he composed Nigunim, and I learned them from her. My brother of Michal Tversky of Milwaukee and I have composed some musical pieces that have become popular. Music has always occupied a paramount position in Judaism. The Levium's music in the temple is legendary. It has been said that where speech is the expression of the mind, music is expression of the heart. I'm going to add, or the expression of the soul. There's festive music, meditative music, music of the Chagim, music of Shabbos. Several of the Hasidic rabbis have composed beautiful music. The Zemiros we sing at the Shabbos table, says Rabbi Dr. Tversky, are songs of praise to God and songs of praise of Israel and of the Shabbos. It is said that those miros that have been generally accepted throughout Judaism were composed with divine inspiration. Hence, they are not treated like poems, but as Torah writings and lend themselves to multiple powerful interpretations. So if you're not familiar, I suggest to go look up it's in your Birkon, your bencher for Friday's Mirrors. It's an extremely beautiful Nigun. And you will notice that the second to last stanza ends with Yirviyun Midashim Beisach, Venachal Adonach Sashkem. Satiate us with the fatness, the fullness of your house, God, and give us to drink from the streams of pleasantness. Ki imcha mekarachayim, for with you, God, is the source of life. The psalmist continues, Ba'archa nira art, in your light. We shall see light. Which is also a phrase from Bismiros, uh, by the way. Extend your kindness to those who know you, your righteousness to the upright of heart. Verse 12. Let no arrogant foot come to me. Let no hand of the wicked drive me away. Final pasuk. There in the proximity of God, the evildoers have fallen, cast down, and unable to rise. 
It is the righteous person, even as he struggles, like we learned from Avsalvechuk, who falls and rises again. But the evildoers fall never to rise back up. Thank you for learning with me. I wish you a wonderful day, and I look forward to continuing our learning tomorrow. Thank you so much to all.